is often said that women are at the forefront of the fight against climate change and its impact on the lives of citizens. If this is the case, why might it be? Some say it's because women are harder hit by the deterioration of our natural environment. Others believe that they are simply more in turn with Mother Nature. Hi, this is Yermin, and in this episode of the Green Deal podcast, we'll follow the journalists in our pan-European network who speak to women across the EU to see if this relationship between gender and the climate really holds true. It is common knowledge that the most vulnerable groups in society are the first to bear the brunt of climate change. Alexandra Stankova from the Bulgarian Fund for Women makes a case for why women are one such group. She is speaking to Lochezar Valev, a journalist at BNR. As the UN notes, certain social groups, for example the poor, the young and the elderly, as well as women, are often more vulnerable to the consequences of climate change. Why is this, especially for women? Well, they often have a lower socio-economic status, a lower average income, including in Bulgaria, especially women in single-parent families, almost half of whom live below the poverty line. It's much more difficult for a woman to recover financially from the consequences of a natural disaster, for example, and she has much more to lose. Women remain in the majority among caregivers, whether paid or unpaid. This means that they will play a key role as nurses, mothers or carers in managing the effects of population and climate change. This unequal distribution of caregiving tasks explains why women are more affected by climate change than men. Notes Tiasha Franco from Spol.c, an independent media outlet focused on gender-related issues. In an interview with RTV Slovenia journalist Tatiana Milovanovic. During extreme weather events such as droughts and floods, women take on more paid work to ensure their family's survival. And at the same time, the time they spend on unpaid care and housework increases. Again, since this is generally done by women, many girls miss classes and women have less time for training and education, which also means they have fewer opportunities to receive higher incomes. So it's a kind of vicious circle. In addition, climate change puts people at risk of losing their homes. And women who leave home are exposed to violence more often than men. So climate change accentuates pre-existing inequalities. Well, that's right, says Erika Moranduzzo, an Italian climate network volunteer and researcher in international human rights law at the University of Leeds. She's speaking to Giulia Cannizzaro, our colleague at Radio 24 in Milan. Il cambiamento climatico è profondamente legato anche alla questione di genere e quindi alla discriminazione tra di genere, no? Quindi alla disparità di trattamento uomo-donna. Climate change is deeply tied to the issue of gender and therefore to gender discrimination and unequal treatment between men and women. Because climate change is said to be intrinsically discriminatory, 
That is, it affects pre-existing situations, such as gender discrimination, and amplifies the problem. So if a woman already lives in a context where she enjoys fewer rights or a lower socioeconomic status than men, where she has less access to financial resources, less access to justice, less access, in short, to human rights, this position of vulnerability makes her even more vulnerable to the effects of climate change. In the EU, single parents are particularly vulnerable. According to the EU statistical office Eurostat, in 2020, around 14% of households with children were headed by a lone adult, more than three quarters of whom were women. Céline Nievenhuis is Secretary General of the Belgian Federation of Social Services. She represents dozens of social sector organizations working in areas such as family and elder care, poverty, access to food, energy, water, healthcare. Recently, stakeholders from this sector have taken part in major climate action demonstrations, arguing that climate change must be tackled urgently and that climate issues and social rights cannot be separated. In this audio clip, Céline explains to Miriam Ball, our colleague from Belgian RTBF Media, that some simple climate actions, such as changing one's eating habits, prove much more of a challenge for single parents, and we've seen they're mainly women, and it's a matter of both money and time, says Céline. If I put myself in the place of a single mother with two or three children and a demanding job, the first thing I would do is go and buy lasagna on sale in a cheap supermarket to be able to rid myself of this anxiety, to stop myself worrying about how I'm going to find the time to prepare food for my tired children, etc., etc. And so, if we don't take an eminently social approach to ecology, it will create a second divide in society. We will have the socio-economic divide, and then we will have the ecological divide, with those who can and those who cannot. But it's not all bad news. Women's organizations actually appear to be having a really transformative impact on the ground. Susanna Viseu, founder of the Portuguese movement Women for the Climate, tells Cristina Nascimento, a journalist at Radio Renascença. The United Nations itself recognizes that women's organizations have a much greater effect and impact on society than other organizations, because they actually bring about change. They are committed to educating children and committed to combating family poverty, and therefore end up having a more transformative effect on society than any other. This is one reason why there should undoubtedly be more women involved at the highest levels of climate legislation. But, adds Viseu, old habits die hard. Even if progress has been made, gender equality remains a goal that we are still battling to achieve, and women end up taking a back seat in decision-making, even here in Europe. Women often end up limiting themselves, and this self-limiting factor is very strong. In order for this not to happen, we should be working with girls from an early age to create a spirit of leadership and to make them feel comfortable about demanding their place at the top table. By creating the conditions for young women to escape the prejudices of socialization, we can encourage them to become more actively involved in the fight against climate change, explain Jule Pint, 
from the Fridays for Future movement in Freiburg, Germany. Women are at the forefront of climate justice action within her organization, and she explains why to our German colleague Lena Volgam. Und ich habe auch das Gefühl, es kommt schon auch so von einem von einem Gefühl gehört zu werden, was man vielleicht auch gerade als weiblich sozialisierte Person vielleicht nicht in I feel that this comes from a sense of being heard, which you don't have in all contexts, especially as a person socialized as a woman. At the same time, we're always trying to create an environment on the demos that is heard, comfortable and sensitive to discrimination, especially for people socialized as women. I think this has a big influence on the fact that a lot of women get involved. At an international level, it's the question of being affected and the structures you fight against. After all, it's not just CO2 increases that we want to fight, but also the historical structures with a colonial past and also a patriarchal past. Boulder sees Jascha Franco cites evidence that suggests that women are in fact more likely than men to take a proactive role when it comes to environmental politics. The United Nations Development Programme finds that women often show more concern for the environment, support policies for environmental protection, and vote for those policies that support environmental protection. Yes, indeed, confirms activist and researcher Professor Erika Moranduzzo, who we also heard from earlier. She believes, as she tells Radio 24, that women are more motivated than men to reduce their environmental impact, as they have more of an instinctive interest in safeguarding the planet for future generations, and that this phenomenon is evident across Europe. Moranduzzo stresses that women's active participation in decision-making process is crucial if we are to have any success in fighting climate change. Not only because they are impacted by the climate change, but because women are also not only because women are directly affected by the effects of climate change, but also because they bring knowledge, experience, know-how and ideas that can inform the decision-making process. In my opinion, there are a lot of examples of this in the Global South, where a lot of women work in natural resource management or in agriculture and have developed a whole set of techniques to manage these severe droughts. So all of the know-how that they have developed is invaluable in negotiations and should really be exploited. However, knows RTV Slovenia, we're not there yet. The involvement of girls and women in the formulation of climate policies and measures remains a big challenge. At the climate conference in Egypt, the chief negotiators were predominantly men. Only about a third of all participants were women. So, as we bring this podcast to a close, the message is clear. Women still need to put up a fight to be given a say in the design of climate laws and tools. But it looks like this fight is one they are prepared to enter into. And the reverse is also true. Climate activism offers women a springboard for political engagement. And that's it for today. We meet again in two weeks' time for a festive episode of the Green Deal podcast. Till then, take care.